Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Nonprofit U, a forum where nonprofit stakeholders can share lessons learned and discuss the latest developments in the industry. My name is Valerie Leonard, and I'm your host. I'm a consultant to nonprofits, and I specialize in community and organizational development. I work with nonprofit organizations to help them make a stronger impact to their clients and communities. You can find Nonprofit U on Facebook and Twitter, and I encourage you to follow us and to comment early and often using the hashtags Nonprofit U or Nonprofit Forecast 2017. You can also leave comments on blogtalkradio.com forward slash nonprofit underscore U. The chat room is open, and you can post comments and questions. In order to use the chat room, you have to open a listener-only account. You don't need the account to listen, but if you want to participate in chats, you must open that account. You'll find a link to open the account on the episode page for this episode, and you can also email me questions at consulting at ValerieFLeonard.com. Taking questions by phone and from our chat room at about the 20-minute mark or so, but feel free if you have any questions to post them in the chat room. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. Today, we'll focus on the outlook for nonprofits for 2017. I will share economic forecasts at the national and state level, provide an overview of the economic impact for nonprofits, share nonprofit trends identified by national organizations and experts, and then last but not least, the moment you've all been waiting for, I will share the results of the Nonprofit U Nonprofit Outlook 2017 survey, and this will help us to get a sense for what the mood is here at home. Again, we encourage you to call in with questions at the 20-minute mark. You can start posting in the chat room and emailing questions now. Again, my email address is consulting at ValerieFlinert.com. And if you want to participate in a live chat, you must open an account. And a link to open the account is found on the episode page. The call-in number again is 347-884-21. We're looking especially to hear from nonprofit and community development professionals to get a sense for what you're feeling about what the future holds for nonprofits. Please call us, 347 347- Eight eight four eight one two one. So the, the first thing I want to do is share with you, you know, just a basic forecast. Um, not going to go into a whole heck of a lot of detail, but just focus on those economic indicators that will most directly impact most nonprofits. So we'll start at the national level, and then we'll share some developments at the state level. So as far as the U.S. economic indicators are concerned, the Federal Open Market Committee, they are expecting GDP growth, which is really a measure of you know, the sum total of all the production in all of the sectors in the economy. And they're expecting GDP to rise to 2.1% in 2017. And this is higher than the 1.9% that we just had in 2016. So we're expecting economic growth nationally. The unemployment rate is expected to drop to 4.5% in 
2017. And then overall, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, you know, they have forecasted a, a 10-year growth in jobs by 20.5 million, and most of that growth or the fastest growth is going to occur in healthcare, which is typically in the nonprofit sector. Personal care, social assistance, many of those jobs are in nonprofit, and construction. Inflation is going to be about 1.9% this year, and then interest rates are expected to go from the current rate of 0.75% to double to 1.5% in 2017. So we're looking for long-term fixed interest rates you know, for 2017, you know, for consumers as well, to increase. When we look at disposable income or the amount of money that folks tend to have you know, on hand to, to be consumers, uh, we reached an all-time high in October, and that was just reduced, you know, by less than a very small fraction of 1%. So they're expecting that to um, continue, you know, the, the stability to continue to the next year. So that's pretty good. And then millennials, or those between the ages of 17 and 34, they're expected to spend more than $200 billion in the economy starting this year, and that's according to the retail leader. So, so that has strong implications for the nonprofit sector and how we go about engaging our donors and raising funds. So what are the other implications for the nonprofit sector? You know, while the economy overall is stronger you know, like I said before, disposable income decreased by less than 1% from an all-time high in October. Disposable income is expected to remain strong, which, you know, is good for nonprofits because individual giving comes from individual disposable income. So we're expecting individual giving to remain about the same. It's not um, a slight decrease due to the fact that people are passing on income as they organization financing capital improvements and working capital, they're going to have to pay higher interest rates, obviously, because the Open Market Committee has already um, increased interest rates and they're going to pass the increases to consumers. And there will be growing employment opportunities for healthcare and social service workers. And higher inflation is going to mean, you know, there's going to be a higher cost of doing business. So it's going to, you know, you're going to feel it in your cost of operations, in your hiring and goods and services that you purchase so that you can provide goods and services. And as I said before, millennials will be an increasing segment of the individual donor segment, and they should be engaged in other ways, you know, not only traditional letters and and whatnot, but, you know, they should be engaged early and often through social media, which is one of their preferred modes of contact. And when we drill down to the state level, um, you know, in the state of Illinois, we had a pretty good year in 2016, and we're expecting more of the same, you know, stable growth, very modest growth, but stable, 12 months, and that's according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. 
And the Illinois economy is subject to the same economic pressures as the rest of the country. However, you know, we do have some things that are unique to our state. You know, for example, our unemployment rate is about a point higher, so it's 5.6%, and that's overall. There are obviously some communities where it's much worse, but for the state overall, the unemployment rate is 5.6% compared to unemployment rate in the United States of 4.6%. And then the Economic Policy Institute, they analyzed the third quarter labor data, and they found that, you know, not everyone is doing well. Black unemployment was at about 14.2%, excuse me, 14.2% for the state of Illinois nationally. Excuse me. The unemployment for African Americans at 8.4%. So you can see African Americans are not doing as well in terms of the employment picture, either nationally or in the state. And then we also have shrinking population here in Illinois. The state lost 37,000 people in 2016 alone. And that was due to lower birth rates and people leaving, you know, for better economic opportunity. <coughs> Excuse me. Illinois has not passed a budget, FY2015, so we have not had a, a budget in place since we got our new governor. And because there's no budget, some agencies have actually gone without being paid for nearly two years. Some agencies have actually vanished in that time period. So we're expecting to see consolidation in the nonprofit sector continue in the state of Illinois. And it should be noted that the state of Illinois spends over $28 billion on contract services, and this includes contracts to nonprofits. And again, a number of social service agencies' contracts were unilaterally or terminated, I'm sorry, unilaterally terminated or reduced, and that has forced them to actually consolidate services, discontinue some services, or either close their doors. And Illinois has a backlog of unpaid bills that exceeds $10 billion, $5.5 billion when the current governor took over, and if there's no intervention, the deficit is expected to approach $26 billion by fiscal year end, and our fiscal year ends June 2017, and that's according to an article in the Chicago Sun-Times this weekend. Another thing that impacts the nonprofit sector is the fact that Illinois has gone to grants.illinois.gov, and that happened well, it started about two years ago under the Grant Accountability and Transparency Act. And, and basically what that does is provides a mirror of the grants.gov on a national level. Um, we're doing that here as a state. And it's meant to increase accountability and transparency in the use of grant funds and at the same time streamline the grant-making process, in addition to the implications for the nonprofit sector, you know, all those things that are impacting nonprofits nationally, the folks in Illinois have to 
be concerned about the fact that there's a possibility that no budget will be passed in the state of Illinois before the next election, and that's two years. And two years is a long time when you haven't been paid for two years already. You know, there's a good chance that we're going to lose a lot more social or social service organizations. And clearly, organizations have to diversify funding sources and develop sustainability strategies. And this includes selling products and services and developing social enterprises. And a number of our organizations in our audience are already doing that kind of thing that's encouraging. And as I said before, a number of organizations have closed their doors for good and have terminated some services, and we're expecting to see more and more of that, not only for nonprofits, but some small agencies, some small businesses that service other other businesses and other small some organizations are considering merging. And then with the Illinois Grants.gov system, not only does it increase accountability, but it's actually raised the bar for organizations who wish to receive state funds. So the review requirements are much more stringent, and it's really going to result in organizations having to increase their organizational capacity in order to meet minimum standards for receiving grants. And in some ways, the initial review process is more stringent than the federal grants.gov system, and we know that's pretty stringent. And then on top of that, we have lower population, and that trend is expected to continue throughout the rest of this decade to the point where we're expected to lose one, maybe two congressional seats, and, you know, that's pretty important. But then nonprofit uh, people in nonprofits should be really concerned too, because when we look at the census, that helps determine in years to come, you know, after this next census in 2020, we're expecting to have a decrease in public funding, and you know that'll in- include things like you know reduced funding for the CDBG grants and other entitlements. So obviously we're expecting more competition for public funds. So in spite of the fact that the Illinois economy is in recovery, you know, the stuff that's going on with the state has really, really impacted a lot of small businesses as well as nonprofit organizations. And the inability of the state to pay nonprofits on time is one of the greatest threats to the viability of the nonprofit sector. So the private sector accounted for 8% of the state's workers and about 8.7% of the gross state product in 2000. And that's according to the donors form in 2003. And I would imagine that that relationship is about the same today. So again, um, clearly nonprofits are going to need to diversify their funding sources and try other strategies just so they can stay afloat. And when we look at the nonprofit sector specifically, there are over 1.6 million nonprofits that are registered in the state of Illinois as of December. And in 2013, there were more than 1.4 million. So we've increased the number of nonprofits. Team. And again, I would imagine that the relationship is still about the same, 
The nonprofit sector accounted for about 10% of the domestic workforce and about 5% of the gross domestic product. There are over 38,000 nonprofits that are in good standing in the state of Illinois. And the Urban Institute, they just conducted a survey of over 9,900 organizations, and they found that most organizations have reported significant gains in their giving. So over the past couple of years, their giving has increased, you know, those 9,900 organizations by $4.7 billion. But the sad thing is, you know, they lost $4.2 billion, you know, through churn. So it wasn't so much of a, of a huge gain for the organization. So I think that's instructive. You know, for every donor you gain, you could actually lose constantly being in the mix, constantly looking for new dollars. And then when we look at some of the trends and forecasts by our professionals in the area, we look at Forbes magazine. They have three nonprofit trends for 2017, and they're suggesting that marketing is going to be more humanized. Storytelling is going to become one of the most important marketing tools for us in 2017 because it provides a way to connect the emotions that help drive donor engagement. Live streaming video is a great way to tell these stories. You you can use Periscope, YouTube Live, and Facebook Live. And another approach for this authentic storytelling is user-generated content. So you want to engage your stakeholders to prepare content that you can share within your network, and it creates a stronger bond between your organization and other people in your network. And then another thing that's going to be pretty big is influencer marketing, that is get someone who has influence in the market to actually promote your organization. And Forbes is also saying that mobile technology is going to help simplify donations. And they're saying that organizations, you know, some organizations, some of your most effective organizations are already using mobile technology and that we should all fall in suit. So more and more they're noticing that emails are being opened on Mobile, tele- um, mobile communication devices, for example, your telephone. Organizations are also integrating buttons directly into emails rather than sending people to the website you know, because people open emails and they may not necessarily go to the website. And another new trend is accepting payments through social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And finally, uh, the third trend for us is that organizations are looking for fresh perspectives and a human connection. So they're starting to look year-round for board members rather than waiting until terms expire on an annual basis for every two years. So they're, you know, I guess, pretty much like employers, always on the hunt for new talent. But a growing number of organizations are looking to the millennials and Generation Xers who are focused on social causes and are well-connected with others. And then some of your most effective organizations are combining the technology with back-to-basics approaches 
creating a culture that's in touch with human emotions and is run by skills. What I'm saying is they're using technology as well as, you know, doing the basic things like making phone calls, you know, going to visit people, you know, make sure that they don't lose that human touch. Sometimes we get so caught up in technology that we forget to pick up the phone. And then Ally Sterling Philanthropy, they came up with five different trends. And their first trend is, you know, similar to what Phillips has said. You know, people are engaging in board recruitment year-round. They're not waiting until terms expire. Um, Trend number two they're saying is next-generation thinking and engagement. Again, the millennial generation, you know, for the first time, they have actually outspent baby boomers, and that was in 2016. And Generation Xers are set to inherit $40 trillion. So, so that wave of opportunity. So just like cultivating new board members, engaging donors depends on a systematic process of recruitment and training that's geared towards their interests. So, you know, the, the things that the baby boomers are interested in may not necessarily engage the millennials and Gen Xers. So what does your millennial pipeline look like? You know, take stock of how you're doing and make a plan to introduce more young people to your mission in 2017. So we're at the 20-minute mark, and if you have any questions, feel free to call in. That number is 347-884-8121. Another trend that Allie Sterling Philanthropy found was you know, you have to make sure that you build a culture of philanthropy throughout the organization. So it's not just the fundraising staff. You know, people, regardless of what they're doing, from the receptionist to the janitor to people, um, you know, in management, everybody has to be engaged fundraising. And remember, too, that fundraising is marketing, and marketing is the entire experience that people have with your organization. And trend number four they found is organizations are building their cases around true program costs. You know, remember there was a time when people tried to keep their overhead costs down to about 10%, and we're realizing that that's really unrealistic and it varies from, from organization to organization depending on what sector or what segment of the nonprofit sector they're in. So... There's more and more talk about making sure that philanthropists or foundations actually fund the entire cost and not just program costs. And we're going to see more pressure in that direction. And again, number five, getting back to basics. Now that is something that Forbes pointed out as well. And and basically, that is making sure that you maintain that human touch. You know, don't get so caught up in technology that you forget to actually pick up the phone, have authentic relationships, make sure that you have strong organizational structure, and make sure that your staff is skilled and enthusiastic. So it's a whole juggling act. Okay, and then if you bear with me, I 
I need to pull up my survey results. I, I just wanted to share with you um, what we did with our listeners and with my mailing list. I sent out a survey form to people on my mailing list, including people who listen to this show, about 400 people. We got a response of just under 10%, so about 35 people responded, which I think is you know pretty good. Um, typically, when you do surveys, you're lucky if you get a 2% response rate. So we got a pretty interesting um, response rate, and it should be noted, too, that my email list is not just nonprofit professionals. You know, it's people who own small businesses, people who are in the government sector, or individuals who are just interested. So taking all that into account, I think we got a pretty good response. And then... Um, the anywhere from about 100,000 to 25 million with most of the people clustering in around the 100,000 range, but we did get some responses from multi-million dollar institutions as well. So when we ask what they're feeling, you know, most folks, they, they felt pretty, uh, I would say pessimistic, and you should realize, too, that most of these people are from the state of Illinois, and you heard what I said was going on for the state of Illinois. So only about only about 4% said that they thought that, that things would be better for nonprofits. The vast majority believed that they would be the same or worse. But in spite of the pessimism, you know, we still have a significant number. You know, 40% of the people said that they would be adding staff or they wouldn't be changed. And then uh, we had 48% that said that they wouldn't be changing staff at all. Only about 11% said that they would be laying people off. And then, again, in spite of their general negative view of what 2017 holds, you know, most people expect, you know, about 45% expected their funding to increase and 45% the same. So, you know, less than 10% actually believe that they would lose funding. So we, we got people who obviously have, have maintained strong relationships in spite of the storm that we're going through here in Illinois. And then... When it comes to, you know, what they're planning to do or how they're going to be spending capital dollars, most people indicated that they'll be investing in new technology or expanding existing facilities or moving to a larger facility. So we've got people who are real survivors and have positioned themselves, you know, again, in spite of what's going on, with nonprofits in Illinois, despite of what they're feeling about the sector overall, they are feeling optimistic their chances for expansion. And then we see, too, that they're using a number of strategies to diversify income sources. You know, they're developing new products and services. They're approaching more private funders, generating mm-hmm. They're generating fees through developing products. They're 
also um, making sure that they approach new funders. And then when we look at the capacity building activities, you know, they're approaching this very, very comprehensively. You know, we had a very wide range of things that they could engage in. And, you know, clearly people are looking for new funding sources, but they're also enhancing communications, building strategic alliances, developing their board, expanding new, you know, the developing or expanding programs, doing strategic planning, and the like. So, again, um, I want to thank everybody for participating in that survey. I will make sure that there are hard copies of that survey that I can distribute. And we've come to the end of our show. I want to say thank you. It doesn't look like we have any questions. I want to say thank you for listening to Nonprofit U. The show is going to be available for download within about an hour. And make sure you tune in next week when my guest will be Darcy Redman. And Darcy is a grant writer. She's a business owner and talk show host. And she and I will be talking about nonprofit leadership. So until then, you have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.